0: You are listening to mining stock education where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities maybe i should change the name of the company from trillion to serendipity because we just came out at the right time and it's like all the business planning would never have figured that out and so when you talk about the macro big gas reserves we have drill ready $30 at least now, we're gonna capture that. It's expected to be for another two or three years, high gas price, maybe not 30, but maybe 10, 15. But remember, we are happy at eight, right? It's not gonna be back down to eight, there's no way. I mean, mean, we couldn't have
1: written a better book. Thank you for tuning into Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. And in today's show, we're getting an update from Trillion Energy, and the ceo who joins me today art halloran has been the most requested guest in the last two months based on all the emails and tweets and messages uh, i've uh, have received from listeners so art you join me again uh, thanks for coming on the show things are looking uh, on the up and up for the company um but before you give us an update on the uranus uh, drill rig and the program that you're now engaged in i'd like to say that rick rule uh, he teaches that you invest in probabilities, and you speculate in possibilities or potential. And TCF, in my opinion, TCF is a ticker symbol in Canada for Trillion Energy, offers you both of of those things. There's a clear argument for a re-rating of the share price based on the near-term cash flow, and by near-term, I mean like 30 days, as well as the exploration potential that Art will discuss today. So Art, again, welcome back onto the show, and please give us an update of what's going on at your SASB gas field in the Black Sea.
0: Yeah, it's uh, great being, uh, being back and those same shareholders have been phoning me every day and sending me <laughs> emails every day too. So so what's happened now is that we are actually um, drilling our first well and the rig arrived a little late, everybody knows, um, but it's there. Uh, we are now on the Acachoca platform. We are drilling the first well. That'll take about 45 to 48 days. Then we'll move over. Um, and um, drill or recomplete Akachoka 3, which is an existing well. Those two wells will then go on production, which should be about mid-November. The rig will have to move just a little bit over on the other side of Akachoka, and then we will drill the last two wells on that platform, and that should be towards the end of the, the year. From there, we will then move down south to the uh, tripods and drill the other. Two wells there, put those on, on production and do the recompletion and it should be all finished by May, May 2023 and then we'll slide into program A, which if people remember, are 10 activities, 8 new wells and 2 recompletions. Um, I've been getting a lot of emails and conversations from shareholders and they said we should look at maybe bringing another rig or a drilling barge to see if we can accelerate program B. We can't really accelerate program A because of long lead items. but we are looking at maybe accelerating program B. We have to be careful about if we can get the pipe and so on. but if that if we could do that, that means we could um, get gas on quicker. If we don't do that, we still will be having all that done by uh, two thousand and twenty four in in June. So we are expected to capture them, the high price gas. And the interesting thing is, Nobody has drilled a well here in 11 years. And here we are. We're doing it. It was like finding what the asset it was like finding um, a valuable painting in an antique uh, antique show. And when
1: we first talked, yeah, the SASB field, it was there was no value in the accounting um, of your books, too. That's one of the reasons why people glossed over it.
0: That's correct. There was no reserve report, so there was no value to the unproduced discovered gas. And the facility was written off to zero because there was no reserve report. We actually bought all the assets for the oil field, which I don't even mention now.
1: Right. And you produce, what, four to five million U.S. a year just from that oil field? That's correct. Yeah, that's what we do. Okay. So with plan B or a program B that you're talking about, would you bring in the Saturn rig from GSP in addition to the Uranus rig? Is that kind
0: of your thinking right now? There's that option. And they also have, it's called an alpha a barge, which is a drilling barge. So some of the, some of the other things that we might do is there are other, other known gas that we would then do say, do a sidetrack from an existing well that's already finished producing its gas. So we could end up, doing three of those add about two to three BCF each. So it could be the alpha barge, uh, the Saturn rig. Uh, we just have to look at it.
1: Okay. Uh, Schlumberger is working with you on the directional drilling. Is there any way you can turn up the pressure on what you have here in order to capture these high gas prices? You mean like
0: increasing the production? Increasing level? your
1: production on a per day basis.
0: The, the production, you can. So if you have one or two wells, you'd you have a production a little higher you can capture that. But as you bring in more wells, you want to cut it down a bit. And that's got to do with um, the, what's going to happen to the reservoir. So if you produce too fast sometimes, you might draw in water. And then you'll end up losing some of the, the reserves because you can't produce it in the future. We'll have some reservoir engineers look at the at those uh, pools to give us the best production rate per day. Okay. So for program B, would you do
1: you have the Uranus rig locked up for that? Or would you have to have another contract with GSP to at least lock up the Uranus rig for that program?
0: No, no, it's, it's, it's locked up. There's a role for in, the, in the, the contract in that as long as we need the rig and we pay for it, we have it.
1: Okay. All right, let's talk cash flow, Art. So we're at some historic prices here, $31 US per MCF. What is Trillion gonna be taking in on a per month basis?
0: Initially, as everybody remembers, we we did the whole project at eight to nine dollars on MCF, and the the economics were great. and so we used the production profile profile that GLJ had. and we were we, we were quite happy. I mean, program A was going to be three point four million dollars a month, our share, free cash flow. And now it's three times up. You're talking you know $11 million, $12 dollars u s. That would be by May 2023. And then with program B, we we're upwards before at about seven and a half million US free cash flow. I mean that's after OPEX and so on. And now it's three times out. You're, so you're talking 23, 22 million dollars US free cash flow a month. And and what that does, it pays off our capex that we use very fast. And it gives us a really big fat bank account that we can use to pick up other opportunities. Because what the way would happen with us now is that we are out of the gate, past the storm, and we're drill ready at these high uh, prices. There are a lot of companies that are not, and there might be some good opportunities to, um, to pick up other other projects.
1: All right. So you're a geologist. You look at hard rock projects as well as oil and gas projects. Just for my listeners that have been burned on near-term development stories in the hard rock mining, gold and silver in particular, we've been disappointed, myself included, in the last two years with cost overruns and just narrow vein mining disappointments. What you're doing, it's a, the probability of success is a lot higher than mining, isn't it?
0: That's correct. When, when you do a mine, you're talking vast tonnage. It's hard to know exactly what um, the grade is because you got to do a drill density. Whereas on on SASB, we have a pool that's like a balloon. You have to put one well in to prove it up and then you can develop it with three wells. The fields I'm going after, we have that data. We have wells that were drilled before. They tested it. They did pressure analysis. We have mapping. So we know what's there within plus or minus 10%. Those are the ones we're going to put on near term. Again, with hard rock mining, You prove up the ore body, you now got to do a facility, that costs a lot of time, costs a lot of money. You got to spend many years, so you have a cost overrun because you're now years down the road. This project, we drill it 45, 48 days, put it on production. There's no facilities, nothing to build. We now have the gas produce, any gas we produce in that month, we get the check on the 20th of the next month. So that means every dollar I put in now, I'll get something within 60, 70 days.
1: Okay. So you had a research report put out by Research Capital Corp. They issued a buy rating to a $1.35 Canadian target price. As we chat right now, you're hovering around 50 cents Canadian. They used a three times multiple for your 2024 debt adjusted cash flow. Uh, what are your thoughts on this analysis?
0: It's It's a conservative analysis. But what is interesting is, in some of my interviews before, I was saying that I'm, I hope that, I wouldn't say hope, but it was projected that we were going to be at a dollar around this time before we start drilling. Now we're at 50 cents, about 38 cents US, and we are just starting to drill now. And this report that comes out is an analysis report, like you say, three times, and a, it works out to a dollar US. I'm quite happy with that considering we're at 38, so we have a whole bunch of growth. And when I saw that, I looked at, I like to look at what price shares are going into people's hands. So in the last month, about 50 million shares traded at 40 cents Canadian, 23 million shares traded at 50 cents Canadian. So you're looking at, we have many, many millions of shares now in people's hands at a higher price. And so that means there is growth for that to go to go up. If it was, if they were still at sixteen cents or twenty cents, they might sell at forty cents and fifty cents. But you know that they got them at 50, fifty. They'll sell at a higher price. So I'm quite happy with um, the the, re, the report and the way the way you do the value is step by step, slowly by real organic growth, real data. And can you elaborate when you say it's a conservative
1: report? Could you break down why you consider it a conservative report? Because sometimes
0: you can have four to five times multiple, right? Okay. Yeah. And also they used the exact data from GLJ for the production profile, which- Not the historic recovery. recovery rates because this was a past producing field? Yeah, that's correct. So they, they had like about a 60% recovery rate for the 2P, whereas we know it's 80 to 90%. And on top of that, the GLJ numbers, not the reserves, but the follow-up other locations- have a 10% penalty in case we don't get the, the money. So if they give a, a property, say six BCF, they will remove um, 0.6 BCF just for that, that fudge factor. Well, we have the money, but we haven't
1: put that data back in. Okay, so we've been talking about the potential rear rate based on cash flow. And we also have your exploration potential. This is easy for a non-geologist like myself. This is pretty easy to understand. A hundred miles north of you, there was the biggest natural gas discovery in European history in the last three decades. And what does this mean for what uh, Trillion Energy has?
0: When the initial development for SASB was done, we, we owned, as everybody knows, we owned all the land along the shore in the ocean there. we have a lot of reports. And we... We have identified large stratigraphic and structural targets. And we have th- in those days, they thought the basin didn't go through the proper thermal evolution to generate gas uh, by the thermal method. And it was only done biogenesis, bacteria eating organic material in the rock releasing gas. And you can imagine you don't get vast volumes of gas. And so they consciously made the decision to drill these three kilometer by one kilometer structures that have 4 to 10 BCF per structure. The big discovery north was uh, by TPO, which actually is our partner on this other project. They found 19 TCF. That structure, if I remember, is like 40 kilometers uh, in size. That indicates there's no way you can get that amount of gas uh, biogenically. That indicates the basin went to the proper evolution, like it got buried down and it went to the proper heat. Uh, We call it the oven that organic material in the source rock cracked into thermally generated gas. And it's not just gonna stop at that discovery, which means we have the same source rock in our area. We're in the same stratigraphy. So now these larger structures uh, potentially could be charged with a lot more gas than thought were before. And therefore we're going to uh, pursue that. These ones we're talking, you know, 30 kilometers, 20 kilometers, in size, and they could have 100 BCF to a, a TCF. So those are big, big numbers.
1: And what's your competitive advantage? If you're talking about this publicly, how can you create that value for me as a TCF shareholder and not another company come and scoop that up?
0: A lot of the data that we have, nobody else has. In geology and resources, and the mining people know this, you will find more smaller deposits than bigger deposits. It's like, it's like a pyramid. Right, as you go up on the pyramid, the targets, the things are bigger. You have less and less. So we're going to be looking for large, you know, 100 bcf or 200 bcf. But we might find 20 or 50 bcf. A competitor cannot do the infrastructure costs and so on because it's just too high. Whereas we can run a small subsea uh, spur to one of our platforms, and we're into our existing facility um, and um, onshore gas plant. So. We also have that 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 advantage.
1: All right. Over the last seven years, I've conducted a lot of mining CEO interviews, and I've listened to a lot. And sometimes I hear because of delays, you know, our company is now in a better situation. And sometimes I say, oh, that's debatable. But in your case, when I first started talking to you in February of last year, when we first featured you on the show, you're going to get $8 per MCF. Now there's been some delays and some disappointments for shareholders, uh, which you've been uh, gracious to engage this whole time. But now you're at thirty one dollars per MCF. So in your case, I think it can be said that it's actually a good thing that we had all those delays.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's correct, because these are just regular conventional gas deposits. They produce at a high rate for the first, especially the first year. They declined at 30 percent. So we would have gotten a big chunk of our gas at 8 to $9 and we would have lost $21 an MCF. And now we're going to get these balloons and they're going to be pumping out at $31. And there's also, we were also told that potentially the price is going to go up as we get closer to winter. So we're actually tripled our money by not, um, not doing it. Do I like the idea of the amount of days I lost sleep and, <laughs> and how much more hair I got? I don't know because I sure got raked over the coals by some shareholders.
1: Yeah, but you hung in there. And uh, Art, what about the the macro situation you see in Europe? You, you mentioned that it could go up over the winter. Do you foresee these prices being anywhere near where we're at now? You know, over the next couple of years.
0: So it's a really good, a really interesting situation when you talk about, and as part of the other question you ask. So when you talk about the micro m- macro, how did we manage to? fit into this and and be in such a good position. And the reason, like the high price environment and it's going to last for a while was, as you said, we were interested and it was a good project at 8 to $9. So even through COVID, we just trugged along, you know, we had, we got hit left and right, but we kept it going because we're, we're happy. Most of the companies either went under or packed in their project. So we started our first, if you remember, we did that non-brokered private placement at 16.5 cents, and our shares were down, but we knew we had to secure the rig because we wanted to get that 8 to $9 on MCF. And we, we got everything in like in stone basically, and then Russia invas- invaded uh, the Ukraine. So that placement was at 16.5 cents, but the shares went up and because of all that activity, we were oversubscribed. Now people saw Trillion as a really good project Coming into a situation where there's going to be a, a good um, a good profit, so when we did the broker price replacement again that was oversubscribed. so we came out of the storm drill ready. Anybody else who wants to get going is going to take a year and right now we are the only not i wouldn't say the only but pretty well the only car in the road to capture the high gas prices that have never been seen like this before. It is not going to be resolved, as they say, for the next two, or three years, let alone this first year. And we're going to capture a lot of that. You know, we may, maybe I should change the name of the company from Trillion to Serendipity because we just came out at the right time, and it's like all the business planning would never have figured that out. And so, when you talk about the macro, big gas reserves we have, drill ready, thirty dollars at least. Now we're going to capture that. It's expected to be for another two or three years, high gas price, maybe not 30, but maybe 10, 15. But remember, we are happy at eight, right? It's not going to be back down to eight. There's no way. I mean, it's, I mean, we couldn't have written a better book.
1: All right. Before you leave now, uh, these questions, my longtime listeners that have been listening to me talk to you for the last two years, they already know the answer, but because we're seeing headlines like out of Germany, you know, looking at um, nationalizing the natural gas because there's such a shortage Is there concern for particularly Western investors that are learning about the story, is there concern of your project being nationalized by the Turkish government
0: or is there Turkish currency risk at play also? So Turkey imports 90% of their gas and they set up the pricing and the import volumes based on the consumption in the country. So 90% comes in, only 10% is domestic. So even though this is a fantastic project for, for trillion and the investors, it is so small compared to how much they bring in that nationalizing it is not going to be advantageous to them. Not only that, they have a law that if you have gas, you have to produce that gas, it can't be kept in the ground. And they want domestic people or companies to uh, to produce that. So the risk for nationalization of the oil and gas industry in Turkey is very, very small. For the currency risk, there's there's a really big inflation. The, price of gas is set in U.S. dollars, and it's based on external um, factors and so on, as everybody can imagine, outside of Turkey. When it comes across that, that border, the Turkish government brings in the gas to make sure they have a stable environment for price and for volume, and then it's purchased by the buyers in-country in Turkish lira. Because the Turkish government buys that gas in U.S. dollars, they don't want to sell the gas at a price lower because it gets set in Turkish lira. So by the end of the month, they always correct it. They always correct the, the price so that we end up getting the external price of the of the gas.
1: Excellent. Well, the company is Trillion Energy. Website is TrillionEnergy.com. In Canada, it trades as TCF, and in the States, it trades as TR l e f uh, really appreciate this update art and i'm sure i'll be talking to you frequently as the the uranus drill moves throughout the black sea hopefully making us some money
0: yeah that's great thanks a lot